Many people talk about the magical parts of becoming a parent, but so often we forget about or avoid talking about the very difficult or maybe embarrassing parts about being a parent for fear that we're abnormal or that we're a failure. Well, we want to create a podcast that highlights and celebrates those parts of parenthood because chances are you're not alone in what you've experienced. We want to talk about those challenges, funny and sad, good and not so great, and offer not necessarily a solution, but some guidance and hopefully comfort. Our main mission at The Natural Nipple is to empower new mothers and support them in their breastfeeding mission. And just because we said it's to empower mothers, don't tune out just yet, dads. You're a major part of this mission. Moms need you there to support them because it's not as easy as one might think. We want to help improve and optimize worldwide wellness by promoting awareness and helping to educate others on the importance of breastfeeding for global and economic health. Yes, it's not just a parent issue. This can have an impact on everyone. We want to discuss the social issues around breastfeeding, as well as provide you with the latest findings and research on the impacts of breastfeeding and parenting. We hope you'll follow us and tune in to the Natural Nipple podcast. You can follow us on Spotify and iTunes by searching The Natural Nipple and be ready for some great episodes. And if you'd like to find out more about us and our mission, you can visit us at thenaturalnipple.com where you can participate in our survey or donate. All right, so I just wanted to start by introducing myself and kind of like run through the purpose of this meeting and our entire pre-launch process. So I'm gonna go ahead and share my screen. Can you guys hear me okay? Okay, perfect. So essentially why we're here is because the natural nipple is ready to be tested with a, a group of families and we're going to be selecting them for the people that signed up to join the pre-launch. So the natural nipple was actually designed for seamless, stress-free, bottle and breastfeeding. And we know that breastfeeding is rarely an easy process, but we all wanna do the best thing for our child. So I think that's why we're all here. And my goal is to really you know, make that easier for families this year who are experiencing latching frustration. So the goal of the natural nipple is to actually empower breastfeeding parents, no matter how far they make it in that journey, to promote bonding and to therefore optimize wellness worldwide. Because we know breast milk is like the first life vaccine. So we want to help women do it for longer. Um, in my research about three years ago, you guys know I came across what women were saying was their number one barrier to breastfeeding aside from psychosocial lack of support. And that is standard bottles that create nipple confusion because the shape, the feel, and the flow is just not similar to our evolved maternal anatomy. Um, baby gets used to the faster milk flow. Moms get tired with the biting and with the impatience the infant has. And mom and baby immune exchange often fails when mom has to go back to work. So I, before I talk a little bit more about the natural nipple, I just wanted to introduce um, some of our wonderful panelists that are here today. And we're going to start actually, um, Morgan, Aliyah's not here yet. So do you want to talk a little bit about Social Mama? Because my goal is to introduce the families who have signed up to resources that are available at their fingertips. And we know back in March, 
you know, 96% of parents that were surveyed said they felt they were lacking support from the community and from um, healthcare providers. And I think what you're doing with Social Mama is amazing. We just want to make more parents aware. So with that, I'll hand the platform over to you. Thank you so much. So I'm Morgan. I am a certified nurse midwife, a women's health nurse practitioner, an international board certified lactation consultant. And I have a two and a half year old. And one of the reasons I love this product is my daughter would not take a bottle. Um, I tried every option on the market and she had such a hard time transitioning. So I think you're really meeting a significant need because it's very stressful when you can't get a baby back to the breast or onto a bottle. Um, caused many tearful moments for both me and her. Um, but what we are doing over at Social Mama, so Social Mama is an app to connect moms to friends and to experts. And we launched the expert program in March um, when COVID was full blown and we were all feeling really isolated and you know healthcare providers were feeling swamped. Um, and a lot of our moms were saying that they just weren't getting that support they needed during such an emotional and anxiety provoking time. So we have experts on the app who are there to answer questions and provide education from mental health therapists, perinatal mental health therapists, lactation consultants, maternal, medal, maternal fetal medicine doctors, midwives, um, pediatricians. So we cover the whole spectrum of care that families are looking for. And moms can post their questions on the app anonymously or as themselves and get um, support within a couple of hours. And we provide education and connect them to local resources if they're in need of more one-on-one -on -one support. Amazing what you've been doing because um, just in terms of mental health, there's so many people we've seen come through your platform that really need just a reassuring voice and somebody to just be like, you're not alone going through this. And mm -hmm. yeah, firsthand as um, one of the experts on Social Mama, it's been really, really rewarding to just see how you can make a difference by providing that encouragement. Yeah, yeah. It's great for both the experts and for mom. Like I've posted questions on there being like, I actually need a little help with like toddler tantrums. What, what tips do y'all have? So it's for everyone, it's a great resource. Awesome, thank you so much. Thank you. Um, and with that, I'd like to transfer the, the platform over to Laura, who's the CEO and founder of Bobby. And so Laura, I'm so happy to get to meet you virtually because when I came across your product, I, I thought that there was a real need to discuss, you know, what happens when Things like milk supply dries up, we know that moms really do want to do the best thing for their child. But in reality, sometimes you have to supplement. And the fact is that what's available on the market is made of high fructose corn syrup and like whey protein. And it's just, we need a better alternative. And so I just want to introduce you and let you talk a little bit about what Bobby is for any mom that's been struggling and is needing to supplement a bit. Yeah, I love your product. I only wish it existed when I had my kiddos. Um, I mean, you, you hit it on the head. You know, my own personal experience, I had my first daughter and I thought I would be able to breastfeed easily. I thought it would be the most beautiful, simple experience, the most natural one I've ever gone through. And I was hit with the reality and honestly, almost the 
the shocking failure I felt as a mom and as a first time mom that I wasn't able to exclusively breastfeed her. And a lot of it was down to just not being able to nail the latch at the very start. I found myself um, in the middle aisle of a pharmacy, like late at night, choosing, you know, an infant formula that just felt like the complete antithesis to breast milk, broke my heart. And I, at the same time, I was, you know, around a lot of support, uh, wonderful lactation consultants who were very, very supportive and saying, you know, you can just supplement a little bit and then we can get you back on breastfeeding. But even the concept of having to switch off breast milk, you want to be proud of the product that you're feeding your child. You want to feel that you're giving them the best nourishment no matter what. And I knew that nothing could compare to my breast milk. And that disappointment I felt in purchasing a product that just I wasn't proud of just led me on this discovery for the next few years to say, we know that the majority of people will turn at some point, whether it's for supplementing, combo feeding, or even just weaning off. And shouldn't they also feel proud of what they're switching to? Um, I think one of the biggest discoveries along this journey as well was when there's complications, and this is you know the European side of me, I've watched my cousins and my sister combo feed, being able to breastfeed longer in their year because they were able to lean on something else. And in the comparison to watching some friends here, the moment they've introduced formula, they say, I'm just going to stop breastfeeding. And you can do both. And if the ability for you to be able to continue breastfeeding longer means that you need to slightly combo feed or wean, then you should, and you should do it in a way that you're proud of. So Bobby has been a long journey. It's been so long actually that I started with the, um, uh, the, the mission because of my daughter and I've had two sons along the journey as well. Uh, one more recently who came during the pandemic. So uh, we recently got FDA approval for our infant formula, and it is uh, essentially a European style infant formula, very clean, very simple, and we put ingredients first. Um, we will be the first and only infant formula that also meets EU nutritional requirements and is FDA approved. Um, and more specifically, we will have the highest DHA on the market, which we know is really, really important for infants. Uh, so very excited to get it out. We're actually only beginning to talk about it now because we haven't launched and we're launching January 5th. So uh, around the corner. Yes. Okay. I'm so excited because um, this is strategic timing for your launch too. And Laura, I just wanted to say thank you again for being a sponsor. And we, what we'll do is we'll transform our um, meeting today into a podcast. And I'll also send the recording and the slides I have prepared to all 50 plus participants. So they will still be able to get the word out about the 20% discount because you have a subscription style solution that you're launching on January, right? Yeah, the model is, you know, you come on and you get to choose depending on where you're supplementing or where you are in your journey and we'll be able to match how much you need. I, I think it's brilliant and it's really important, like from a clinical standpoint, and this is what Kim and I were talking about as well. We can't just look the other way because like we know, you know, we know what the World Health Organization recommends, which is six months of breastfeeding 
um, exclusively. We know like the first two years is crucial and we want to try to breastfeed our babies for two years. But the society in which we live is presenting a lot of challenges to continue doing that. And so you just want to make it as effortless and seamless in terms of the transition back and forth from breast to bottle as possible. And that's why I think it's amazing, like exactly what you're doing um, to kind of echo what you were um, describing in terms of being a better industry player than what's available. Um, You know, we started from surveying hundreds of moms across the US with a National Science Foundation grant. And that's how we discovered that 92% were experiencing this latching frustration after being introduced to a bottle. And then I went and paralleled that research in Nepal because they have the best prolonged rates till two years in in the whole world. So I was really excited to talk to their um, president of their breastfeeding forum and thought that he would be really proud of his country's accomplishments. And in reality, he had just been fighting sort of industry players like Nestle out of the hospital. And I was like, well, why don't we change the paradigm here? Why don't we be founders who understand like what moms are going through, really that pain point, and then try to tailor a solution to that. Because it turns out that was a big challenge as well. They just they just don't introduce bottles in the NICU. They spoon feed their yeah. babies. They drip feed them in order to overcome nipple confusion. And so, um, and, their success indicator is not just the spoon feeding in the NICU, but the amount of cultural and community support. It's just ingrained in Nepalese culture that you go over and you bring a new mom meals and she's, you know, she's taken care of. Not even if she doesn't have her husband or partner's family, um, it's the neighbors that come over and that respect and that honoring of that period of life is there. So what you're getting to is something where there should be more restrictions and more policies in place to say where certain products should be showing up and how we as a society should be supporting new parents. And the hospital bedside is a very precious place. And, you know, certain companies and products, we have to be very careful about where and how they're showing up. And I'm excited that hopefully Bobby can help pave the way for what, you know, a true infant formula company should stand for. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much, Laura. I'm really excited and we're so happy to help like run alongside you for your launch. Um, And so with that, I would like to give the floor over to Dr. Tropolin. She is a molecular biologist. She's a mom herself. And Trill, when I met you, your story compelled me. And so I don't want to take anything away from it, but I think it's so innovative when we're talking about disrupting the infant feeding industry. I just can't wait for you to talk about what you're doing. So go ahead. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And it is an honor to be able to talk here. Um, I appreciate it. And I'm excited to to share my journey. Um, And Laura, congratulations on um, the... Uh, a baby in a pandemic, um, all of our hats hats are off to you. So um, I know that that is probably quite the journey and then some. So 
Um, certainly 2020 brought amazing things as well, right? So, um, and congratulations on your launch in a couple of days, which is amazing and um, deserves a, a party in and of itself. Um, I'm sure hopefully you will celebrate your, your launch with all the pomp that it deserves. Um, so with that being said, um, as uh, mentioned, I am Dr. Trill. I am a molecular biologist and the founder of Free to Feed. I started Free to Feed a little over two years ago, um, and, but the, the journey really began um, a little over five years ago. I have a um, degree from the University of South Florida, and as I was finishing my grad degree, I was studying ovarian cancer and how to make ovarian cancer patients re-susceptible to chemotherapy agents. So pretty cool job. I was really enjoying what I did. And in the midst of that, um, I became a, a protein expert. So that was how I was manipulating specific tumors um, to allow chemotherapy agents to work more effectively. So I was manipulating proteins and analyzing proteins. And in my last year of grad school, writing my dissertation, decided to start my family. And um, our daughter had awful, awful colic. She screamed all of the time. And so we took her in and, you know, the, the new parent, like, can I get a refund or an exchange? Like, this is awful. I don't, I can't console her. Um, and we hold her all hours of the day and just cannot um, get to a happy, healthy baby. And we were just told like, yep, she has colic. Um, good luck with that. High five, sent home. And um, fast forward a few more weeks and we woke up to find her totally covered in a rash with several bloody diapers, one right after another and after another. And as um, a mom, it was terrifying. And I was breastfeeding at the time and we eventually were admitted to a hospital um, because she continued to spiral. And it was determined that she had severe food allergies and was reacting to proteins transferred from my diet to my breast milk. And um, I, I was told like, you know, we can't test her to determine what it is she's reacting to because she's too young. So your only option is a hypoallergenic formula. And the only one that they could offer me was um, made out of corn syrup, smelled like sweaty gym socks and cost 50 bucks a can. And quite honestly, um, one as a scientist, I just couldn't bring myself um, to, to say like, that's my only option. Um, and two, as a grad student, I quite honestly couldn't afford it. So um, I started asking the questions of like, okay, I know a little bit about proteins. Um, if you technically can make a hypoallergenic formula, can I technically make a hypoallergenic breast milk that she could safely consume? And the answer was a hesitant, you can, but it won't be fun. Um, but I've been in the army for 16 years now. So I'm all about doing things that aren't necessarily fun um, and said, okay, let's do that. And that was the beginning of this crazy ride. Um, I breastfed my oldest daughter for a year on a very restricted diet, um, which I do not recommend today. And I was very skinny and that was about where the, the benefits for me ended, but I was able to breastfeed her successfully for that year. And I'm very proud of that. Um, Fast forward then to my second daughter being born a few years later, hallelujah, I was out of grad school, um, but she had the same exact problem. And in all of the irony in the world, I happened to work for a dairy processing facility at the time. So I was literally making millions of pounds of the food that I could not myself consume while breastfeeding. And while in that position, I learned that food manufacturing can test cow's milk for cross-contact of other proteins. Um, so I was literally teaching lab techs how to test um, cow's milk for soy, for example, or egg cross-contact and was like, 
would have happened if I snuck into a closet and squirted some breast milk on this thing? Um, that was two years ago. It's a little more complicated than that. Um, and so we are um, pushing forward. I created Free to Feed initially after my second daughter was born because I had the opportunity to kind of pop my head out of the sand this time around and say, there has to be more moms in my situation. And last time it was so isolating. So I created Free to Feed to take the scientific data that was available and translate it into digestible content, pun intended, for everyday parents. And um, so it started out as this content platform and eventually morphed into a biotech company. And we are currently creating a test strip that will allow moms to test their breast milk for the presence of allergens at home. We already do it for cows and we most definitely should do it for women. So there's definitely some, some additional nuance here, um, which is the, the big question of why doesn't this already exist? Um, one, because men don't lactate and two, um, because it's a tiny bit more complicated, but luckily um, we have it ironed out and we are pushing forward. Um, super honored that we have um, grant funding and we have recently been accepted into IndieBio, which is exciting. Um, and we are looking at a launch in 2021 for our MVP. So I am honored. Um, a couple of pieces that I'd like to kind of discuss with the group as far as food allergies and breastfeeding. Um, certainly not only, you know, definitely what the natural nipple is working on is so incredibly important as a working mommy, as a military mommy, um, I have gone through every bottle that has ever existed back to like probably what the Egyptians used as well um, to attempt to successfully continue breastfeeding um, when I've had to leave for weeks on end. And um, quite honestly, like with my, with my second daughter, she was about a year old and that's kind of was where the end of our breastfeeding relationship was because um, she weaned while I was gone and how amazing it would have been to have a bottle that was more closely mimicked my breastfeeding experience with her so that when I got back two weeks later, after being on military duty, we could have potentially continued our breastfeeding relationship, which one would have been wonderful for me and for her. And then two, quite honestly, I was enjoying being my own lab rat at the time, um, being able to test my own breast milk for our own studies. So um, that double benefits there. Um, and certainly like being in school, working full-time, being in the military, um, like I mentioned, so many different products that I tried um, and, and quite honestly never found like a magical, oh, this is the one, uh, more of a, this will do because we don't have any other options. So um, I appreciate what you're doing. And that's certainly a, um, a barrier for lots and lots of moms if, if you've discovered in your own research. And the other barrier, you know, huge barrier that we see from moms is food allergy challenges, either one, um, realized or not. So I've, a lot of times what we see is one of three things occurs. Either one, um, parents believe that there is a food allergy issue when in actuality there's a different issue involved. So it's more likely a um, lactation mechanical issue, um, a supply issue, other pieces involved that really need support and really need to be dug into by lactation professionals and um, you know, pediatricians and 
basically, unfortunately, pediatricians are just not well trained in this area. So it can be so, so difficult for mom to get the support that she needs. So one, being able to identify like, are there other potential um, culprits that could be at play, contributing factors to things like um, reflux, rash, uh, diarrhea, mucousy stool, those kind of things that are like the beginning of what we typically see for a food allergy. And then once those have been identified, can we support mom through an elimination diet process? Can we support mom through identifying what the actual triggers are through her diet and then opening her diet back up? Because unfortunately, commonly what we see is that moms will go on very strict elimination diets, I am guilty as charged, and then never open their diet back up for fear. And um, unfortunately that is no way to live and it's not sustainable for mom. Um, to, to breastfeed like that long-term. So with Free to Feed, we offer currently um, courses for lactation professionals and medical professionals and parents to take together, which is very cohesive. Um, and then with the goal of empowering women to continue breastfeeding through infant food allergies. And so the really important piece here is how do we help the identify, identification process? How do we change the narrative from your baby's allergic to your breast milk, which is not a true fact. Your baby's allergic to a protein transferred from your diet, which is changeable. Your breast milk is not changeable in the fact of just that blanket statement of your baby's allergic to your breast milk. Um, your diet is totally changeable. So let's change it. And then how do we navigate that, right? Without getting to the point of the snowball effect to um, moms where they eventually are eating five foods on rotation, all day, every day. Um, they literally, they, there's a name for it. It's a total elimination diet. They call it a TED. Um, there's whole groups based around, you know, this, this phenomenon. So how do we empower those women to identify their triggers, um, to continue breastfeeding, to open their diet back up and to like release a lot of the fear around here and all of the kind of not only fear for mom, but also the fear mongering towards mom of um, what she may or may not be doing correct in this situation, right? And the, the judgment and the shame. So um, that's really been our goal at Free to Feed is how do we empower parents through that process? Keeping mommy first, right? So it's so incredibly important that um, we keep mommy's mental well-being first. And if that means, um, to your point, uh, supplementing, that means supplementing. If that means, um, you know, adjusting a diet to a specific need for mom, that's exactly what that means. Um, but it's listening to her, empowering her, and, and telling her that she's doing an amazing job because she is, um, and she doesn't get told that enough. So uh, with that, if anybody is interested or needs some additional help, definitely check out freetofeed.com. Um, we offer one-on-one -on -one consults and lots of education available to help parents navigate the space. And thank you again. Thank you so much, Trill. I'm just inspired by you and honestly in awe of how much you've been able to balance and juggle. And it's really clear how passionate you are about creating a solution for this gap in industry. And so the link to Trill's website, Free to Feed, will definitely be in the show notes. Um, when's your next masterclass, by the way? Yeah, so we are currently, our next masterclass is going to be the first week of February. Um, we're always looking for additional sponsors who might be interested in um, 
joining with us to teach the class. Um, our last class was 100 lactation consultants and mommies that all attended and it was an incredible course. So we're building it. Um, this next February course is sponsored by Ma uh, Machka and um, we are super excited. It's gonna be even uh, larger this next class. Awesome. Yeah, I've been a part of those and it's, it's just really informative. You always have incredible panelists. And so I'm really grateful for your time here and like for sharing your story. And um, with that, I would like to bring it to Anna House, who's a family nurse practitioner and she's a mom herself. Anna has actually been an integral part of the process and the pivot that we made back in March when I realized I was quite frustrated, honestly, as a founder building a new product. I'll echo, you know, what you said, Kim, because it's a long journey. And um, I really liked, Trill, what you said when you're like having people, panelists ask you, why doesn't this exist yet? And it's because, yeah, for 200 years, people have been attempting to kind of innovate the infant feeding space. What happened was women became more independent in France and society. And we actually had cow udders initially that we were feeding our children out of. And as you know, technology has evolved, now we have the capacity with food grade silicone to lay the density in a way that is more similar to maternal tissue. And you know, what we're really focused on is conquering and trying to match real mom's maternal lactation averages and build a subscription model product that's staged out so you're giving your baby data-driven feeding based on their age. And that had never been done. And honestly, it's been three years. So today is incredibly exciting that we'll be selecting the group of first beta users for the natural nipple. Um, what happened back when we were at the height of the pandemic was I was like, okay, we wanted to be also the first bottle that addressed the fact that uh, families needed support through this journey. And we wanted to be the first to come with a telehealth service. The idea was to provide a triage that was done by a primary care provider, because kind of like to your point, Trill, sometimes people don't realize, okay, is this actually like a supply deficiency or could it be uncontrolled diabetes that maybe is actually impacting your milk production? And we're actually able to catch that by doing a very holistic assessment of mom coming in with whatever latching issue. So Anna, with her experience being a new mom, being a family nurse practitioner, um, became a consultant and our like head of clinical ops. So we had a story, like I'd love for you to start with your testimonial. And then also just, if you're willing to share vulnerably, you know, your fertility journey, like some frustration you had with that, and then into how you navigated latching frustration too. So with that, I'll give, I'll give it over to Anna. I'm Anna. I am a nurse practitioner and I actually met Lauren when I was in nurse practitioner school. And Lauren told me about her product after she was in the midst of her PhD program as well. And she was studying the, the human poop, basically looking at babies' poops in the human biome and how breast milk really affects that. And I did not have a baby at the time. I wasn't even anywhere near being pregnant, but I knew immediately from hearing from other moms that I was friends with how important this product would be is looking at a nipple <laughs> that mimics the woman's breast and how this could help elongate breastfeeding. 
And um, once I became pregnant, I kept telling Lauren, you need to release this product. I need this for my first baby. And here I am actually pregnant with my second baby. And I'm still very excited about Lauren's product <laughs> because it is so definitely necessary. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about my own experience. So as Lauren had mentioned, we definitely had some fertility issues. And I think a lot of women go into motherhood having experienced either they got pregnant unexpectedly or they tried for a long time to get pregnant. And we were kind of in the second group. We tried for over a year to get pregnant. And so of course, during that time, you're researching all of the best things for your baby as you're also looking to get pregnant. And I was finally able to get pregnant after seeing a fertility acupuncturist changing my diet and um, drinking teas and doing all these things, testing ovulation strips and all of that. And our miracle baby came in January of this year prior to the pandemic happening. So my heart goes out to any mother that had their baby during this past year. This year has been very, very hard um, to have a new baby. Uh, with that being said, my baby was born uh, at 38 weeks and he was small for gestational age, as well as having jaundice at birth. So having my own experience as a nurse practitioner, I knew how to advocate for myself. Um, the first night that they said that his bilirubin was elevated and that we were going to have to spend the night there, they said, oh, you probably don't have enough milk supply. We're going to um, go ahead and give him formula. And I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. I haven't even pumped or tried to even express my own milk. Like I, I don't want to give them formula and they offered to give donated breast milk. And I just, I was stunned by this approach. Um, having known that breast milk, obviously it's all about supply and demand. If you're not trying to create your supply, you're not going to have that. And so I actually asked for a pump to be brought into our room so I could pump and supplement for my baby. And I was able to do that. I was very lucky that I had the supply. Um, we did supplement. It was very hard. He also had a hard time latching because his mouth was so small because he was such a tiny baby. And through that all, um, there was this constant encouragement to either supplement with formula or to go the donated breast milk uh, route. And um, I, again, persisted. And I asked to see another lactation consultant and I actually ended up pumping to supplement for my own baby as well as trying to continuously have him latch. So I used a nipple shield, I continuously hand expressed. Um, and through that, we were able to work through that and um, get him to latch. It was very difficult not feeling like I had the support from the hospital staff as well as a multiple lactation consultants. And as a lot of mothers know, unfortunately the pediatrician is not as well versed in um, this issue. And so it's kind of like, hey, we need to get your baby to meet these milestones, these weights. If they're not meeting it, then you need to introduce these other means. And a lot of moms feel defeated and kind of just give up. And I was not gonna be that mom. <laughs> so I definitely tried very, very hard and we were able to succeed through that. Um, my child was also colicky. So when he was not eating or sleeping, he was crying. And that was very, very hard. Um, again, we weren't sure exactly what caused his colic. So I did also refrain from eating certain foods in order to try to alleviate what I thought might be food related. Um, luckily, it was not food related. It was something um, related to his digestive system. And he kind of had to grow out of it because he was born a little bit early. 
So we were able to work through a lot of things. <laughs> and of course, then the pandemic hit. So as a new mom, not wanting to go in to see the pediatrician to expose ourselves to this virus, when Lauren approached me about launching the telehealth, I was immediately on board because as a first time mom myself, I know how important it is to have access to these providers that can help us through these things that if we don't have to go in to see the provider and expose ourselves to this virus, can we just talk with somebody who has experience and also has a medical background to kind of help me through this. And so actually, we launched our telehealth program, I think in May for Mother's Day. And I was able to help our first client with a latching issue. And within our hour of being together on Zoom, I was able to get her baby to latch with the help of a nipple shield whom nobody had explained to her how to use while in the hospital. And just through my own experience, with my own having to use a nipple shield myself, but also through written literature and videos, I was able to show her in that hour and she was able to successfully latch and have a great feeding session with her baby. I think that these products are so important, um, free to feed, Bobby, the natural nipple, all of these things together really are gonna help encourage women to be able to give their babies the nutrition that they need um, while also being educated on how to not only help themselves, but help them through this process. I think as mothers, especially a first time mother, we put so much pressure on ourselves to do the best thing that we can for our babies. And a lot of times it leads to this disappointment of I didn't try hard enough or I failed. And the fact that all of these products are coming together to be able to help mothers elongate this new, you know, good nutrition for our babies is really important. Um, I actually recently found out that I was pregnant with my second baby unexpectedly. <laughs> this was a surprise baby. And with that came a decrease in my milk supply. And I had read, done lots of research about this. I knew that this was going to happen. And actually over Christmas, my baby um, decided to wean himself as I was not producing enough milk. And so that's why products like Bobby are so important because I was at that kind of crossroads where am I going to have to supplement with formula? Like what am I going to be able to give my baby that's close enough to my breast milk? I'm very lucky that I had an oversupply while I was feeding my baby prior to getting pregnant. So I have lots of milk stored in our deep freezer. However, most mothers, especially if they're working full-time, do not have that supply. And so we're kind of given this you know, you're at this fork in the road of what do I do? And a lot of moms, especially after having breastfed, don't want to turn to formula because our options are pretty minimal and not that great. Or we've had issues with getting our babies to take a bottle. And our baby, because he was supplemented from the very beginning, he has tried literally every single bottle. And luckily for us, he took okay to most of them. But what we realized was this frustration, this nipple frustration, where when he would go from the bottle, which had a faster flow back to my breast, he would get very frustrated. And even though he didn't have teeth would end up biting down because my flow was not coming out fast enough, or I wasn't releasing my milk quick enough. And so I kept telling Lauren, your product is so important because 
it would be so helpful to have a bottle that actually matches the flow of a woman's natural nipple. And what I was realizing through my own journey of breastfeeding and transitioning him to a bottle was that these nipples were obviously not created by women. (laughs) They were not anything like what my nipple looked like. They only had one hole. Some of them had a few, but nothing like what our actual nipple does. And I think that that's why it's so important. And I love seeing this panelist of all women, especially with our own histories of motherhood is that through our experiences, we can present this in products that can help real moms. And despite Laura not having any children of her own, I am so encouraged to see her working so hard to bring a product to the market that's going to help moms like us with this transition. And so with that being said, I'm just so proud of you, Lauren, for how far you've come. And even though it's been three years, you know, good things take time. And I cannot believe that we're finally here getting ready for the launch of y'all's products. So congratulations, ladies. Thank you. Oh my gosh. You made me a little emotional. Well, my baby is (laughs) this and I'm about to deliver it into the world. So I really thank you guys so much for your support, for providing real value to our audience, because really the the purpose of today was to get parents who have signed up familiar with resources that are available to them and that will be available in this coming year. But with um, Social Mama already launched, you know, cultivating that community where you can actually connect with other moms nearby or get your questions answered within 12 hours from an expert. So I really just wanted to provide tools from our sponsors to um, also our specialists that spoke today. And then now I just wanna go over some next steps into how moms can actually become a part of the beta testing group and receive their very own natural nipple. So um, really quick, I just wanna share my screen and run through for the purpose of our YouTube that we're going to turn this into. So just quick background again. Um, I'm Lauren, I'm a nurse practitioner, and it was in my PhD that I was studying essentially um, the gut biome of infants and found out the one thing that we can actually control for as clinicians to not only reduce fatalities, but just improve lifelong development was prolonging the amount of breast milk that those babies got. So um, as Anna said, I'm not a mom myself, but I am so passionate about preventative medicine. And I totally nerded out when I realized that breast milk is like the first life vaccine it's free, it changes based on your baby's needs to tailor custom antibodies and immune proteins to them. And so I became really, really passionate about supporting women through this journey. Like, and we've heard real stories from real moms and professionals that are trying to juggle this experience in real life. And so uh, 125 million babies right now under the age of two still need breast milk. And it's actually 92% of parents that we found and had experienced latching problems. And this is what they were describing was that shape, feel, and flow is just not similar. Um, 100% of the market we surveyed said they just wanted a bottle designed after their own breasts, whether or not they cared or knew much about breastfeeding. And this was before COVID when we did the survey. At that point, 80% of parents didn't have the support from providers or from the community. And especially new moms, this was 77% said they wanted confidence that they were feeding enough. 
And so this is really how our natural nipple solution was born. And so the physical solution is the bottle that moms are going to get sent. Um, it's a patented process. Like I was quite shocked, honestly, that no one had ever studied maternal lactation averages, especially during the first year. And that scared me a lot because we know, you know, how fast the milk comes out. It's quite variable, but we can at least have a benchmark instead of just poking a large hole in a product and, and discovering actually how it's causing fatalities in the hospital just from you know the milk flying out and essentially drowning a preterm infant. Um, so we've created this e-commerce subscription where you pick your shape the, by inputting the dimensions of your nipple. And I'll run through that process next. And then every two and a half months, you would get sent an updated flow to meet your growing baby's feeding demand. And that's based on data-driven insights that we collected for the first time. Um, and then we saw it was important to provide services. You know, um, what Anna said, she helped that mom, prevented her from going into the ER because she thought she may have to rehydrate. It was, I think it was 24 hours that she wasn't able to feed her baby. And she was really afraid of introducing a formula because Bobby isn't on the market. And, um, and so then what we decided to do is provide that. So every mom gets a 30 minute consultation with a primary care provider. And then if we decide, okay, yeah, it really is simply a positioning issue or a latching issue, we can refer you to an in-house lactation consultant. And the third part that I'm really excited about, because it brings it back to how we began is the immunobiome testing. And so this enables moms, you know, say, um, they've ended their breastfeeding journey and they really want to figure out how, if, if their baby's biome is healthy, if there's an imbalance of gut bacteria, this is an at-home stool test that gets sent to you. So you can actually see um, what composition of your baby's bacteria is good versus bad. And that informs your feeding decisions when you're going to start introducing real foods to your baby's unique gut bacteria. And I'm so excited because everyone that signed up with our latch match survey is actually going to get a 10% lifelong discount on our um, telehealth services. So the first one you get free with the bottle, but we wanna be there for you throughout the entire breastfeeding journey. So you 10% off of those as well as 10% off of the immunobiome testing. Here's how we're different from competitors on the market. Um, clinically recommended bottle size of four ounces, a breast-like feel, an anti-colic milk design, because we know there's actually many ducts underneath um, a woman's nipple. And so we've incorporated that into our molding. 3D scanned nipple geometry. So that part was fun in the product development process and women were so adoptive to actually enable um, us to create an array of shapes that would represent the population. The data-driven flow that comes as a subscription stage feeding solution um, and the healthcare support and immunobiome feedback. And so I just wanted to go over really quickly the next steps for anybody that's listening. And I'll go ahead and share the screen again. because all that needs to be done now is 
fill out the latch match survey. So why that's important is because we have limited shapes that are available at this point for the beta testing group. So we really just need to know to match it to your unique nipple geometry, what those dimensions are. It's actually a four minute survey. There's an in-app um, measurement tool that you can actually use if you don't have a physical measuring stick. And then once you've supplied that dimension data, I'm able to send out your latch match bottle. And so I just want to thank Bobby because she sponsored actually five moms and to get this solution totally covered. Um, if you have already secured your spot by paying the $55, you're going to be get, getting sent your latch match bottle if you've provided those dimensions tomorrow. But I encourage you to still sign up because we have rolling recruitment till the end of January. And so it really is just on a first come first serve basis. Um, and our engineers have been so patient and awesome. They are used to dealing with microfluidics of actually rocket ships and aircraft. And they've spent their entire winter like coming up with this precision method to really get the flow rate exactly to our lactation data. So it does cost a lot of money to have them custom matching this. Um, and so that's why we ask you to secure your spot with a donation of $55. And then what we'll do is send out your unique, seamless, stress-free um, breast-to-bottle experience with the only nipple that is researched and designed to mimic a mom's shape, feel, and flow. And then lastly, all that I ask of the participants is that they complete a post-test survey. And that is just super important to me because I just want to make sure the product is doing what it's designed to do and actually reducing that latching frustration and that time to feed before we actually launch the product. So all of that information is going to be sent out to our participants that have registered for the event. We're going to turn this into a podcast. And I just wanted to say thank you guys so much again for um, supporting this journey, for providing moms with your resources, and for being passionate to help parents during this journey, especially as we start 2021.